Welcome to The Social Chameleon, where we have meaningful discussions on a wide variety of topics yeah. and ideas to help you on your journey towards self-transformation. On uh, tonight's episode, we have a very special guest. We have... Special. One of my, yeah, special. One of my oldest and dearest friends, Mr. Ransom Ryman, number two. The second. Hey, everybody. You want to do it? All right. Um, and uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about failure, uh, some, of, some of our failure highlights, stories, and different lessons, um, things we learned. Um, as always, show notes, links, uh, to things we talk about, and book recommendations can be found at thesocialchameleon.show. Uh, let's get started tonight with a little introduction um, from my friend Ransom here. Hey. Bud, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Hey, glad to have you. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. You know, I was thinking about it earlier. I was like, we've been friends for almost like 30 years. Yeah, you know, um, you, you might need to you might need to add a you know a ten on that number, but uh, you know we we're around there. We're yeah, around. <laughs> and this is your twentieth high school reunion year too. I was I was like, yeah. hey, you know, it's uh, it's 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 nice to have people that have been around that long and uh, know yeah. each other. It's uh, it's it's been fun. Yeah, and it's still going. We yeah. still got a lot to go. Absolutely, many more years to come. Well, for those who don't know, who don't know you, can we, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're up to? And um, I guess for those of you who don't know me, um, there may be more than a few of you watching that do know me. Um, I guess some of my more greater highlights probably be some of my real estate agent days, um, which are still around, but they're I'm not as popular as I used to be. Um, other people might have known me through, I guess, college. I was a, I was a pretty well, was a pretty well-rounded student. Um, all in all, uh, more recently, I guess I'm starting off in my healthcare career. So that's kind of some of the tidbits that we can go through. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm not really one to sit there and brag about all this no, stuff. No, 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 absolutely. But, uh, you know, um, I guess for me. The part that uh, interests me the most when you're talking about failures is, um, I guess, uh, I kind of want to do the show because we, we maybe I, no, I think we, right? We've we've been involved in a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, definitely. Pan out for and that's what we're, yeah. When we're talking about um, getting together for an episode, I was like, you know, when we were chatting, I was like, failure would be like really kind of fun, you know, like we've done so yeah. many things. You know, um, speaking of like failures, I just like that kind of brings me up a story of like how we actually met, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just, uh, we're going way back now. He's like, uh, what was that? Like, I don't even know how long ago. Elementary school detention. I forget why I was in tension, detention. I don't know. I don't really know what that was about, but, uh, I just remember this uh, white kid just like standing up writing sentences on the board and like i was like dude that's a lot and he had like maybe 20 maybe 30 i can't even i can't even remember i, I don't know how many it was it was forever we're up there and i was like dude this guy's in bad trouble man like <laughs> shoot, i'm just here for one day like this guy looked like he gonna be here for a while but, i think i still have detention in my class <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised dude I wouldn't be surprised. Oh. But uh, yeah, I just uh, I thought it was just a cute little snippet. Like you know, it's like those are some of the things that didn't pan out in your life, right? That um, that end up not necessarily becoming who you are, but it's just little reminders that hey, you didn't make it at some point, or mm -hmm. for whatever reason it didn't happen. 
um, you know, and we move on and we got to carry on no matter what, no matter what the circumstances, make the best out of it. However, however you want to take it. So that's the thing that just those those things that shape us is, you know, human beings and adults, you know, allow us to evaluate choices and decisions and things, you know? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, but you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, from that day, we kind of became friends. Um, we've been friends ever since. Just kind of, just yeah. kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Um, and somehow along the lines, I don't know. We've always had the same mindset, I guess. Yeah. About entrepreneurship. I don't so, really know how that came about. Like, do you? Do I, don't, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. know. I think it. Yeah. You know, probably something to do with. Uh, like you know who we grew up around, you know, the parents, and then, you know, my, my family, my, my dad, my dad's side, and, you know, grandparents, they own their own business. Right. You always had your name on the back of the truck. That's, right. Yeah, exactly. My name was everywhere. Yeah. And people knew me. I, I didn't know who they were, you know? Right. And, yeah. you know, we, we had to work for the family, you know, you know, weekends, holidays, breaks and whatever. Um, sometimes after school, whatever, growing up, that was just normal life to me. And, when thinking back on that, I mean, I didn't have these thoughts then, but thinking back at it, I think like, you know, I kind of figured out like, I don't want to work with my, with or for my family. You know, it just wasn't something that fit me. And I never knew for a long time kind of what I wanted to do. I know, you know, I was, I was kind of thinking about this leading up to this episode and I was, you know, um, I, I never thought when I, I don't remember thinking when I was younger of being an entrepreneur, starting my own thing, like my dream, like, whenever I was asked, like, what do you want to do when you grow up? I was like, I'm going to play in the NFL. And there was, there was no other option. Like, I didn't think about nothing else. Yeah, no, no, I remember that. I remember you know, that. And then, and then, and that's all I did. I just was, you know, if I wasn't in school or working or whatever, I was lifting weights and trying to get better. And that's what I thought was my, going to be my reality. And right. That, you know, obviously never came anywhere near true. And then, you know, I, I knew I didn't want to work. The, I remember we started out in the working world, you know what I mean? Like fresh yeah, out. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever green jobs we had, I don't know, fast food. Well, yeah, or, whatever we could get. You know, whatever jobs you get out of high school. Yeah. I remember always, and maybe that might have had to do with some of the parents that were around us and some of the friends that were around us. Um, I, I remember more than a few of the parents in the neighborhood were doing network marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, but so they had their own little self-business. You know, I remember... You know, one one guy, um, he had his own little, you know, repair kind of handyman thing he did all the time. As, you know, we had a lot of those people that, yeah, plus those, you know, the other other parents in the neighborhood that did their, you know, own little side hustle kind of thing that we call it now. You know, yeah. Right. But I mean, one thing led to another, right? And yeah, we always eventually. were around the same, I guess, media for, you know, back then we didn't really have the internet. It wasn't big. Yeah. It was growing. Yeah. Um, you know, so we were just watch the same infomercials or whatever you know it's kind of strange nowadays like there's nothing about it's like back before 2008 right before this little wonderful invention here it's like there were only two forms of media there was the radio and the tv if you were lucky you had internet yeah and that's uh you know and then after that i guess that's another part of i guess for me is the internet became something huge dude like it it blew everything up. You had all these dot com businesses mm-hmm. coming into play. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were we were in our what 
early yeah i don't know so we're showing now but um you know that was you know and we saw successful entrepreneurs like at our age just right you know for whatever the whim luck of the draw but for whatever the reason um i don't really know how that mindset was ingrained Um, i don't know maybe just growing up i'd have to probably blame my parents i'm not sure yeah but um yeah it's i've always had that mindset that you know i myself could do more Mm -hmm. and in fact just people in general could do more with themselves if they wanted to um so but anyway um going on so from there we started a lot of stuff Um, oh yeah we yeah probably one of the first ones i remember is probably amway or something like that i don't know if you even remember doing some of that i remember that remember that like face gel that we used to have I don't know if you, you remember that. It was like just like a little bottle. I also like their detergent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detergent because yeah. it was just like you only use like this much detergent. Right, it's like a little cap, little capful or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's all but, you, need. Uh, you know, I remember some of that stuff. But going yeah. to the meetings, um, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get customers, trying to make right. websites and stuff. Right. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Um, that's when all stuff was kind of still new. That pre dot com bust or right around. Yeah, right around the time, it was like, you know, trying to start websites, doing all these kind of things. Um, I don't know, but I sucked at being a salesman back then. <laughs> it was right. a, that was always the shitty part. It's like, oh, go see your friends and family. And I'm like, they don't want to buy anything from me. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, you know, you also have the other part of it where it's like, oh, if you just buy your own stuff through it, yeah. like, you'll be saving money. Like, you know, for but for whatever reasons, that didn't jive with me. I wasn't a salesperson to start with, let alone selling anything. I mean, back then, Amway had a lot of products that you guys Yeah, yeah they did. You know what I mean? And they competed with a lot of stuff. But yes. uh, for whatever reason, I just didn't have the skill to do that. Um, maybe it was because I was young. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what it was. But we went on to other things. I, yeah. I don't remember that cell phone one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did this start off as as um the the pagers where you could get texts on the pagers? Oh, that's right. You guys the, had the, the two way pagers. Yes. Was that the first text message? Yes, like the first text message. Yes. Yeah, you guys were big on that, dude. You guys were yeah. pretty big on that. That was that was where it was at, man. If you had a two way pager, whoo, you were balling. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was it was it was good. I mean, but that's the other thing too, right? It's just like meeting people, mm-hmm. getting out there. Um, yeah, I don't know, because like now that I'm thinking about it, like we had a lot of products to actually sell. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was possibly maybe our age or you know for whatever reason, like. Yeah. I think you know when I when I look back on it, it, even even some of the things I I do recently or done recently, it's like when when you're trying to chase a check or trying to get money and especially when they sell you that they say that hype you get you know start sipping that kool-aid and it's like oh you just gotta just sell this to your friends you jump get three of your family members to buy this and it's like oh well that's all we gotta do and then you start getting in and you start doing it i'm like well i don't really want to talk to my family about this and i know you know they want to buy anything and it's like yeah but see that's all to me that's all part of like the failure part like you know um for you possibly that may have been the thing about talking to your family about it. I didn't have any problem talking to my family about it, but my parents were just my parents. They just right. told me straight up, not interested and good luck with it. Um, but that, you know, that's just part of it. But for the people that were able to get either their family members yeah. or friends and their friends were able to get their friends, like yeah. they succeeded, 
Yeah, know, I'm not going to lie. They, they succeeded at it, you know, yeah. um, it just, for whatever reason for us, that wasn't part of the scheme or that wasn't something that I guess panned out for us. You right. Know I mean? Right. Yeah. So again, you know, these are just, network marketing things again anyone who's in a network marketing thing there's wonderful things out there the ones that we just there mentioned are actually really good and they work for a lot of people yeah there's great opportunities there that's just something for us that wasn't the thing we weren't good at right. you know, getting people to sign up or maybe our friends were broke i, I don't know yeah. but um you know uh, but I think we had a similar thing we were more interested about trying to sell the actual product itself mm -hmm. versus to get people underneath us. Yeah, that's that's the thing. That, and then it always, from my experience, I, I, I think you've had similar, it, it was more about getting people on your team and down in your downline instead of the, the, the product and, and the selling and, and, and those kind of things. And Right. But, you know, when I think about that nowadays, if you're going to create some kind of huge business, doesn't matter what you're in, you will need people underneath you. Like you can't do it by yourself. I mean, don't get me wrong. Steve Jobs started out of his garage, but you know, by the time he passed away, he owned a right, billion dollar company with yeah. many employees. Like right. that's just skills that you're going to have to learn. I mean, if you want to own things and be at that level for whatever reason. So I, I don't think that that's a half bad thing. No, uh, the skill of networking and gathering other people's, you know, resources and time and knowledge and stuff. That's great. I just always felt like it was, I don't know, scammy or something. You know, I just it never felt right to like, oh, I see what you're saying. I and mean, then the like, script was like, don't quite tell them everything. Just get them to come here and then we'll sell them on the Kool-Aid and then everything will be great. And they'll sign <laughs> up. It's like, I like, but I never, like, you know, again, those are just tactics, but right. for whatever reason, again, we failed like that. Yeah. That yeah. wasn't part of our DNA. That wasn't built in as to who we yeah. were. Um, and you know, um, and I don't have, I'm not, I don't have a problem selling. Like I remember when we used to do the fundraising stuff for, you know, football and stuff. And I, I had no problem I'm knocking every single door in the neighborhood and I, I, I had no problem with that. Well, see, that's, that's maybe part of what you're geared for is like selling product. You know, right. that's, that's a, that's a rough skill. Not everybody's geared for that, mm. you know? Um, but just like, um, I remember when we did the eBay one, remember the eBay one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you were actually, see, that's the thing is you were actually pretty good at that. Like, yeah. You know I mean, you were good at doing that. And that's kind of where, I think that's where we also learned about like Google AdWords back then. I think that was the. That was kind of new, like they first came out with that. Yeah. But like, that's what drove, you know what I mean? Drove traffic to yeah. things. And like, you actually picked up on that, that quite well, even though it wasn't a huge like success. We were right. able to that's where I kind of, that's why I like to live in that technology and, and, the, and those things like I can control and get my hands in there, and, you know? Well, uh, yeah. I mean, getting back to me for, for me, I think, the eBay one didn't suit me or fit with me so well, just cause, um, I don't know. I just, uh, that one was not a network. Well, I mean, it kind of was a network marketing thing, but that one wasn't more geared towards it. That one was more about what you could sell, how much traffic you could pull. Right. Kind of and I wasn't, I wasn't really good at that at all either. Like AdWords. I remember we were like, what were we doing? Like we were sitting there for hours. Like yeah. we need four AdWords. Yeah. Like, like what do we do which one do we get yeah. 
Like, and I was like, that was a new thing. Like, what is this key word? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, I had no idea how that dynamic worked or mm-hmm. what, you know, I was like, how do I know what words are popular? It's like, yes. how do I know what people are searching on Google? Right. Like, I had no idea whatsoever. That was kind of, for me, that was a little bit more advanced for my time. But again, that was just like a, another failure. You know, there's, right. there were others that we had too, but those are like three specific ones that I, I remember um that you know we tried and i, I don't know mm-hmm. how long did we give each one maybe six months a year I, you know a lot, a lot of them i don't even think we even gave it that much you know really? it, it always you know some of them we we gave more to than others that uh, definitely but yeah definitely. it always felt like when we kind of came up against kind of something we weren't comfortable with or whatever it's like you know there's a seminar going on this weekend we should go check that out yeah we kind of did yeah we did that Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of weird. I feel like we were just like at seminars like every weekend. Yeah, we were. Um, but we we were doing, you know. But that's just part of the thing, and that's just kind of maybe that's why I wanted to talk on the show today about it. Is like mm-hmm. you know, for people who think that they need it figured out, or for people who are out there doing something, whatever that may be. Whether you're going to college, whether you're yeah. working at your current job, whether you're trying to get a promotion, whether you're trying to do one of these network marketing mm-hmm. things, or whether you're trying to sell your own product. Like, you know, like you got to try different things. You do. You be afraid to fail at it. Like mm-hmm. we tried over and over at these things, even though we oh, sued at them. We're yeah. horrible at, you know, whatever it was. Stock trading, options. I mean, oh, oh yeah, we did the stock market one too. Oh, like, yeah, I don't know how many of those we did. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, it's just day in and day out, you go through the thing. But I think the most important thing for me, what made me as successful as a real estate agent, is that you pick up the pieces. You know, yeah. when you, look at, you actually take a look, you break it down, and like, okay, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. What is this system that I'm in? How is this system going to work? Where am I within that system? Yeah. And, you know, is this a reality for me that I'm going to get to the end? Um, you know, um, sometimes it's not a reality that I'm going to get to the end and be extremely successful. But, mm-hmm. you know, you, you pick up your grit and you try it with blind faith. Right. Um, and, you know, at some point you, you do have to have a little bit of self-awareness as to who you are. Sometimes for whatever reason you give up, but you take away the things that are like important from that lesson. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing that looking back, like I, you know, even though we, we, we failed at just about every one of those and we really barely made money if, if ever at all in, in any of those. Yeah. I don't think we made money in any of those. The only one I really remember making any decent amount of money was in the stock market stuff. That's true. Um, that's I made, true. I made several, I, I might've made five or $6,000 in that. Yeah. But you know, not saying that we were lucky on that, but I think the time we did the stock market one, that was right before the, the economic cr- crash. Right. We started, we started to learn about it before the crash. Yeah. However, seven started, <laughs> You know, but we were still involved with it after the crash. And I think yes. that's where, where, well, at least you made me. I remember kicking myself for not buying Goldman Sachs when it was a dollar a share. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I bought when that, when that crash yeah. hit, man, I remember buying up so many companies. Yeah. I stopped talking the GM bankruptcies thing. I never, I never sold in time. 
Right. But those are, you know, again, those were timing issues, you know, that's, um, that's something that not everybody's going to be able to just jump right in. Right. 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 Um, but kind of pick up the piece. We learned from the dot com, I think crash and all that we, when that happened, we, we had so much knowledge. We've done so many things. We knew like now is time to grab wealth when we can. we, we didn't have enough. I, and personally, I didn't have enough money to grab enough right, wealth. I mean, we were, you know, I don't know if any of you guys seen the movie The Big Short. Like, we didn't make money like that. No, 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 no. Like I said, I only. I think I made money on some of the upside, but I think I actually lost a lot more money in the down. Yeah. When it crashed, because I had, well, well, whatever. That's just part of the learning thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, That's the thing, you know, all, all the things we did, you know, there were so many skills I think we picked up. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. many skills going to all these training things and these seminars and the classes and all this stuff. So, so many skills, so many skills we picked up. And that's kind of where I, I take it as you know, people don't see failure as a good thing. Yes. But for me, it, it's believe me, it's not the greatest feeling in the world to know, yeah. you know, hey man, I've I spent money on this, I have time invested in this. It's like, how many nights away did I stay away from my girlfriend to do mm-hmm. this or you right. know, family members and I have nothing to show for it. Yeah. Um, you know, I encourage people. It, it's not that black and white. Like, yeah, you put time and invested in it, but those are resources that you've put into whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And there's resources that resources that you're going to take out of it. You yes. Um, you have to, you have to, Think about it. It's like an active thought you have to have. Like, okay, is it yeah, work? I, I wouldn't say, but then again, I wouldn't say like in the first ones that we had, like with the Amway and the Southway, when it wasn't an active thought. No, we never thought about that. Back then when we were but young. as we started going to more and more of these network kind of things, mm-hmm. little did we know that we knew what it was. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yes. I've seen this before. Okay, I know. You know what I mean? With each one, I think we were able to bring on more and more customers. Yeah. Maybe it's just because we're bringing the same customers we had in the last one. But, <laughs> either, but either way, right? Yeah, but as we got older and we got more experience and we, we heard the same messaging over and over. and we Right, started that's true. That. That's true, right? Oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of this book? Oh, I read it three years ago. And it's like, oh, yeah. And see, I think that's... I think that's another reason where our mindset came from is because we hung around these types of network marketing. Yeah. A lot of them had, you know, the self-help tapes or right. build your own business kind of yeah. books. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where I remember getting into, you know, Robert Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins and Dale Carnegie. Right. I, I never heard of Yeah. Like all those kind of, you know, all those kinds of materials, um, mm-hmm. just being in that environment. Yeah. You know, not only did they tell you go home and make a list, but they tell you listen to this tape. Yeah. Or yeah, you know, tape. Go right? have this CD. <laughs> not CD, yo, tape. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know what I mean? That, like, uh, oh, I don't have a cassette player anymore. Oh. <laughs> There's some Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, for all yeah. you youngins out there. Like, what is Tony Walkman out? Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, just uh that kind of mind I think that kind of helped with a lot of mindset because we actually yes. sat down and read those books and listened to those things and like yeah, being around those people was the most important thing right and so all in all I think through all the failures like you said we were being around different environments mm-hmm. right getting new media quote-unquote right? right things to download into our brain yeah. um, being around different things and, and like I I don't know. Um, even though the show is about failure, I kind of think that um, 
No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to say it's not failure because it was definitely yeah. time resources all mm-hmm. gone down the drain, but those are the things that yeah. you look back and you take away from all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's necessary, unfortunately. It is, um, it is. You know, you, you have to trip in, you know, no infant learns to walk on their own, right? They got to crawl first, mm-hmm. gotta stand up and stumble around a little Fall bit, out. you know, and that's, you know, unfortunately for anything that you have in life, like as much as, you know, people want to protect you or whatever the case might be, mm-hmm. you're going to stumble, fumble, fart and fall like yep. all along the way. Um, but every time you get back up, you know, you're going to learn like, okay, when there's this, when there's this here, you jump When there's this here, you duck, right? You know? This I've is seen a situation here. before. Like, how did I handle it in the past? Okay. Right. And it's like, do I want a different result kind of thing? And that's kind of, that's kind of the things that you, you know, you have to talk about failure. So, um, yes. what is the other one? I remember the real estate investor one, I guess to me, yeah. um, you were, was, we kept always circling back around to like those two things. Real estate and the stock market. The stock market. And that I think that's kind of, yeah, for, for whatever reason, those those were the two ones. And I think I remember that's when we went to Arizona, right, for the conference. Yeah, it is. Yes, that's we did. Good. That's kind of we where you actually fell in love with Arizona. You're like, I oh. did. That's, yeah. And that's why I'm, I moved out here. I was like, you know, I wanted to move. And I was like, man, of all the places I've been to, you know, I've been to a bunch of places um, being in the Army um, Reserves and National Guard and stuff. And then you know, we ended up took that trip here and this is one of the places I was really like, I gotta, if I'm going to move somewhere. That's where I'm going to move. That's where I'm at now. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, so we did kind of go back and forth between those two. Um, for you, I think the stock market one panned out a little bit more. I still, I still dabble in it now and then, but, uh, for me, the real estate investor one, and like how many, how many properties do we look at? Like, Oh my gosh. I mean, 10 a week. Yeah, we do minimum. You know, yeah, it's like I remember every food. Sunday. Every um, Sunday, when the paper came like, out, we got, got together. We just start crunching numbers. We'd be oh. looking at turn them out, drive around. Yeah, doing all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah, that's kind of where for me, um, you know, failure after failure, I kind of took into the real estate investor. Even though I didn't end up doing that particular one, um, I actually took something away from that and became a real estate agent. Right. You know. Um, Again, I, you know, I failed at this real estate investor um, network marketing thing that mm-hmm. we were doing. Yeah. But I, I did get heavy into it. Um, I did learn a lot through, you know, the information that they had, mm-hmm. right? Because they, they taught all these classes. I think we went up to some of the higher levels on that one. Well, we, were like, um, we were there for like a week. I think it was like a week. Maybe two. I think it was a week. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, mean, I, mean, I remember, I mean, it was like going to college. It was like, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah the, the, the courses and we picked out all our courses and we went to those classes and they were like, yeah, it, it, it was, um, you know, but these were, you know, we, these weren't like professors that we were talking to or listening to. These were actual investors. Right. You know, I remember one of the guys, like he, he was like, I don't know. He was, he was building a lot of projects out in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Yeah. I remember he was talking about that. Like, you know, he would, um, he'd buy up these, um, big empty lots, these old farms and stuff. And he would put in the sewer and the power and the curbs and the gutters and the sidewalks and sell off them. And that's how he did his money. It's kind of like, you know, that's, that was like, and we were young back then. It was like, Oh, we've, this guy's talking about like multi-million dollar projects right now. Like we're just, um, 
we're just some small time dudes here just starting out looking at buying our first house. Like, yeah, listen, the most money I've ever made is 50 grand in a year. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, know, I just bought this $33 million lot and I'm going to put about 18 million in. I'm going to flip it for 55 million. I'm like, what the fuck did you just I was like, dang, this guy's a project. This guy's pretty, but see, that's kind of where I, you know, um, I didn't quite get that heavily into it, but you know, I, I just, I went there to learn, you know? Yes. And I think after all these other failures, you know what I mean? Amway, the cell phone, the eBay, the stock market. I was like, you know what? I think I, I really want to succeed at this. I don't know. I just had my mindset. I was like, we're going to do this. We're going to go to the next level. Yeah. And, you know, we, we listened to all kinds of guys. We listened to attorneys, right? We listened to tax people. Yeah. We listened to um, guys that were doing short sales. And, like, that was, like, a new thing using, using um, around your, that time. accounts to buy up properties. And oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, building corporations and stuff like that to shelter taxes. Like, it was, like, it was advanced. That was, like, some advanced stuff that was out there. Um, and even though I never really got into that particular side of it, I, I learned from all of that and, and became a successful real estate agent, after, yeah. which was, which was kind of crazy. Um, and I guess, tell, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. What was it like being going from, from, you know, taking these classes and then kind of getting into the professional aspect of it? What was that like? Well, I, I remember at the same time that we were going through that whole real estate investor thing. Um, that wasn't, I that wasn't the first one I took. I took another one on my own. Yeah, and I um, took it before on my own as well. Yeah, yeah, we 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 did we did a lot like on our own, but these are the ones I remember we did together. Yeah. Um, and just kind of going through it, and then from there I went to go get my real estate license just to kind of see how that would be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember going through the real estate investor thing. Um, having my license was I think was kind of like a drawback to that. Um, yeah, I remember you talking about that. If I remember correctly, because you know, once you get your license, now you, you know, held to the code of ethics, all this kind of things. laws. Um, and then from there, I was able to find a mentor. Um, you know, one of the greatest men I still know to this day. He's a tremendous amount of patience, tremendous wing. Um, you know, done many great, wonderful things for me, and um, hopefully, I can repay him. Me, me as well. Yeah, he's. Um, I'm, I'm sure. You know, I've, I've. I've impacted his life as well, but, um, you know, but there were some of the things that were, I guess, counterintuitive and that's kind of possibly why I didn't necessarily go with the real estate investor thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's okay. Um, you know, real estate investors are in it for whatever purpose and it was, but for mm -hmm. some reason I just, I found the mentor being an agent. Right. And, um, that kind of took me to another level, but what was interesting for me when I started being a real estate agent um, was I started when the market was hot, right? Right around the 2007. So right wow. around the tail end of that, right before the market crash in 08. And it was easy. Yeah. Um, you know, you just go up, talk to people, get a house on the market and you know, whatever. It's Everybody make a shitload of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, not a crap load, but it would sell. And I just yeah. remember like, I was like, this is it. Like you just put it on the market and, and it sells. I was like, this is, this is kind of crazy, man. This is like, this is interesting. And I, you know, I, and we lived in, we live in Hawaii and this was yeah. like, houses weren't cheap back then, man. It's no. still cheap. It's like yeah. $700,000 is like the median price and people were you buying buy shit 
four or five hundred thousand you know and i'm like how is this i was like how is this possible i remember like you know we just went to the real estate investor thing and this guy's talking mm -hmm. about all these homes and i'm like i'm not gonna have that kind of money to do that and then here i was in real life like as a real estate agent like selling these things and i'm yeah. like i was like wow like that, that's that's just unheard of um but of course it was all inflated um yeah. And of course it fell in 2008. And if you guys have seen that movie, the big short, it's a good movie about what that actually movie. happened. Um, and I remember watching that movie. I was like, Hey, that was me. Dude. That guy's talking about, you know, like, Oh, just sign, sign here to get your mortgage. Like yeah, we talked about many times. Yeah, no, it, no income verification. Yeah. No, nothing. I think they, they called them ninja loans. That's what they were called. Yeah. No, no income, no job. And like, yeah. there you go. Yeah, so, yeah. I remember having this conversation many times. And you're like, Tyson, just go get a mortgage. I'm like, uh, there's no way I can qualify. It's like, you can walk in there, you qualify. I'm like, yeah. And I, I never was comfortable with it. I was, just, I never, I just was like, man, I just can't. No, I mean, for for whatever reason, I think yeah. if you would have got in and out when I started in 07, yeah. we could have scooped cash. Yes, um, definitely. That's definitely what it was. But hey, again, another failure, right? We're yeah, not, absolutely. Yeah. We're not, we're not perfect. Yeah. You know, you got to look at these failures as misses, you know, and just, mm -hmm. and just move me. But anyway, get back to the story. Um, yeah. So it was easy. And then in 2008, um, it got hard because now all of a sudden people couldn't get loans, yep. you know, and houses weren't worth what they used to. So now people wanted to sell these houses mm -hmm. and they weren't worth how much they bought them for, how much they signed on the line for, mm -hmm. which they couldn't afford, which is even even worse but i think for me having the advantage and this is where one of my failures the real estate investor thing that we did mm -hmm. right things started the light bulb started to turn on and start clicking like hey i've heard this before i was like i've seen this before mm -hmm. i was like i know how to sell this guy's house because i have the knowledge and that's kind of right. It was kind of, it was a really interesting thing. So now all of a sudden I'm this young guy. I think I was like mid twenties in real estate. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And I was all of a sudden on even par with these agents who had never done this kind of sales before. They were so used to the market going up in one direction that, you know, I just put it on the market and it sells to now they got to go through short sales. Now they got to talk to lenders. Now they have to start you know, doing things a little bit differently, working with buyers to have them wait instead of getting something instantaneously. And like, I, it kind of took off. And again, I also had a great mentor who showed me the ropes, um, who's been through a, a market too. So I, I had the best of both worlds. I had somebody who's been an agent for a while. And I also had this real estate investor knowledge mm -hmm. coming from within me that that just kind of took off. And then, you know, all of these things, right. All failure after failure. It's like, right. I was like, okay, I've seen this before. I know how to do this. Mm -hmm. I know how to do this. And like, I just kind of, you know, I was like, Oh, I've tripped here before. I'm not going to trip here. Cause I know how to do this. You know, Oh, I fell here before. I know, you know, um, and in fact, I guess we can get into the real estate transaction from hell that I, yeah, got. Yeah. but that's the thing. Um, all those things that, that you did and I and, and leading up to this moment in time. Yeah, it was, was what helped you become successful in that, yeah. in that economic situation we found ourselves in. 
Right. And, um, and it, and even when I went back to school, like we can get into that story a little later, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, for me, a prime example is why I was successful as I call this the real estate transaction from hell. But anyway, uh, for those of you that know the vernacular and the, and the verbiage, but this house was a short sale. Could you take like a two seconds and explain what a short sale is for those that don't know what that is? Okay, so when somebody goes out to buy a house, right, um, they get a mortgage. The mortgage is, let's just say, you know, I don't want to scare people away or whatever. Let's just say the mortgage is going to be $300,000. I think most people can appreciate that, right? Um, You buy the house, you get it. And traditionally, what happens um, in mortgages, right, is that you pay it down and then you own the house. Right. Okay. However, in 2008, there were a lot of people, especially either in the mortgage or real estate industry in general, mm-hmm. who lost their jobs, whether it be construction, right. whether it be appraisers, whether it be whoever. People yeah. that offices under these big corporations, they lost their job. So now they don't have any income to pay their mortgage, right? But, you know, they don't want to foreclose on their house, mm-hmm. right? So in the traditional sense, you're like, okay, I bought this house. It should be worth $300,000, right? That's what the mm-hmm. bank gave me. Right. So now I'm going to go sell it. Except now in 2008, you have a big problem because your house is only worth two fifty. dollars mm-hmm. So there's $50,000 of a gap. Right. Your house is not worth anymore. You can't pay the mortgage. And you can't come up with $50,000. You can't even pay the mortgage. How are you going to come up with 50000 right. So the banks developed a way to aid and assist people in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think they're just helping themselves because they don't really want your house. Yeah, they, they don't want you to take a mortgage payment. But, um, you know, that's, a, that's another story for another day. So what the bank allows you to do is the bank allows you to sell your house for less than they gave you the mortgage. And that's why it's called a short sale because the bank is short money. Mm-hmm. Where does that money go? Um, in the past it was, it was forgiven, right? So they, they give it to you. So you have to claim it as income on your taxes. Um, but they forgave that amount. So you didn't have to pay taxes on it. It wasn't considered income. Mm. but um it doesn't go anywhere it's paper money basically just delete the numbers in the computer pretty much yeah i mean this made sense for everybody the person that was living in their house could now hopefully you know either sell it or get out of it Mm -hmm. and the bank would recoup some money because you you guys got to understand that for the bank a mortgage is a business like yes that's how they make money yeah. So in the event that you're not paying the mortgage, they're losing money every month, right? Right. Like this person owes me 1200 a month. Well, I'm not getting 1200 a month yeah. now. Okay, so let's take their house back. Oh, wait, they can't pay me 300000 that I gave them. So, yeah. you know, so they kind of look for a deal, the middle ground. It's like, well, we're not going to take nothing, but we'll take 250 Take okay. 250 is better than nothing, right? Right, yeah. I'd rather get 250 back than lose 300 exactly it, exactly and that's kind of it worked out for the bank it worked out for the person who owns a house so you know these were the new kinds of transactions especially people who were in just an up market trying to sell houses like they they don't really understand that concept and, and grasp that right. um and there's a lot of people that go through that but anyway so this house was short the market okay. on top of that the owner was deceased 
Oof. So um, it was held up. That probate. So yeah, so it was held up in probate um, because the person was deceased. They didn't pay their federal and state taxes, so it had IRS tax liens on the property. Um, yeah, and uh, from there, it's like here I am trying to sell this, and no realtor I know would touch this with a ten foot pole. It's like the bank owes money. It's in probate. It's gonna take forever. Um, you know, but I went through these classes, so I kind of knew how to do this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I went out there. We first thing we did, we hired attorneys to get a personal representative assigned so that we could actually pull it out of probate mm -hmm. um, and make that process a lot quicker. Um, again, this is all stuff that was taught to me, um, through the real estate investor business that, that we went through. Then from there, we got on hold of the IRS and let them know, hey, the owner's deceased. Um, the property is a short sale. It's in probate. Um, we're going to need you to release these tax liens because mm. you guys can't collect any money. And right. uh, yeah, they did it. Uh, we contacted the first lender um, and kind of started negotiations with them. So they, had, they had more than one mortgage? Yeah, they had two mortgages. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, the first and the short were, you know, so we went through all of this and uh, yeah, so we had to negotiate. So we contacted the first um, from there. They were paying the property taxes. Anybody who knows uh, property taxes is the first lien holder, no matter what you got, even though you got a first mortgage, right. if you pay a property tax, then they can come take your property. So anyway, the first, first mortgage lenders almost always pay the property tax no matter what. But um, from there, uh, we worked out a deal. Um, we found a buyer for the property at a price that the first lender agreed upon. And uh, the lender said, okay, these are the fees and this is who we can pay and what we can pay. And so we had a big time dealing with how much the first lender was going to pay a second lender, right? Mm. They didn't want to pay them anything. So Right. Like, listen, we want our 300. We're not giving you half you know of it. Mean? So we had to go through and work through all of that, um, get that settled out. And after we got that settled out, um, then we were kind of in the clear for the most part. And then um, when I went to go talk to the first lender about paying the attorneys that we used to pull it out of probate, mm -hmm. the lender was like, no, we're only going to pay the realtors. Wow. I was like, really? So uh, I had to go talk to the attorney now and be like, look, man, I know you put in work. Um, you know what I mean? And you're going to have to tell me what your fees are. We're going to have to try and work something out. And uh, yeah, dude, it was, it, it was rough. There was a lot of negotiating going on on that deal. Yeah. You know, um, and basically, you know, we, we even went to the buyer's agent and be like, look, oh, the, the bank's not going to pay for the attorneys. We had work done to get this out. And the buyer's agent, even then was like, no, this is a seller's issue. We're not going to deal with you on that. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, really? I was, uh, I was like, okay, well, we can just cut this deal and you, you're buy it. In the like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't take it that far. I just, I just know in the back of my mind, I know who that company is. If I ever see an offer coming from your company, I'm going to tell my client about that situation. And right. you might not get an offer from me, but uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's just how we, that's just how we're done. Yeah. But anyway, I ended up eating money on that deal. I made a little bit not as much as I should have. Um, the attorneys ended up meeting, eating money on that deal. And I'll always forever remember that attorney. Um, but you did the right thing. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. Is it the right thing? You know, you just um, stiff the attorneys and say, go suck shit. 
you know, but, um, you know, I could have sat there and said, no, I need, I need my money too. And if I don't get my money, no one's going to, this is all going to go to hell. My, my, my take on it is, I mean, that's what you do. You know what I mean? There's no, it, if I got to suck shit a little, you know, those guys deserve their money just as the same. I, I don't know. Um, but without them, you would have never even been able to sell the house, you know? I, yes and no. I mean, I, I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, that's the route that we went to expedite the process. We'd have right. to wait. We would have had to wait for probate. Right. Um, but anyway, it's just, uh, it's just a long deal in that, um, and I ended up losing money on it, and that's okay. Um, I helped the client. That's 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 what matters. That's what I'm all about. Helping right. people. Um, right. And uh, you know, there was just a, a lesson learned. And like for me, I think everything that I learned up until that point is kind of what allowed me to do that. There wasn't, you know, there's there's no amount of training. There's no amount of anything that that could have lined up perfectly in order for me to, to actually handle that transaction. Like it was crazy. I felt very confident even being young as a real estate agent to know how to do any of that. And right. so yeah, it was interesting. It was real interesting. I think that's, that, that's, a, that's a good story. I like that, you know, there, yeah. and that's the thing that, I mean, like, like I like, and that's kind of, you know, about this episode It's like these perceived failures wind up being, how you had the ability to help these other people and have later success. Definitely. Definitely. And that's just, you know, um, when you look at failure, you, you can look at two things. You can look at, Oh, I suck. I'm, I'm not worth anything. Loser. Horrible. Yeah. Um, or you can look at, Hey, you know what? I just, I wasn't ready for it at the time. You know? It is what it is. On to the next thing. I'm going to go on to the next one. Uh, yeah. I may fail at that too, but you know what? That's not going to stop me from trying, right. you know? And, uh, and I see it, I see it nowadays too, I guess as, uh, as we're getting older, I take a look at the youth, right? Like, and I see like, uh, you know, I, I get it. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's hard to get the youth to understand <clears throat> that this is just a part of life. Like you can't, you can't teach it. You can't, I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've tried for years to get, some of my younger friends out there to just kind of like, Hey, you know what? Brush it off. It's okay. But you're young. You got plenty of time. Yeah. I don't know. At the same time, you know, when I want them to get back on the horse, I try to encourage them. I think I had this conversation yesterday. It's like, you know, it's like, get back on the horse. Like, what, what do you, what's stopping you? What's doing you? Okay. You're not going to go to school. You failed at that. I get it. But what are you doing to educate yourself? And like, You know, what did, I think what did you that, learn? What's your takeaways? You know, I think uh, the message got confused. Is like this person thought I was trying to get them to go back to school. I was like, no, that's not the that's not the idea. I was like, you got to educate yourself. Like, there's, right. a, there's a difference between going to college and, and getting an education. Like, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. You can go read books. You can watch YouTube videos. You can invest your time and, and try to do something. You know, uh, and that's what I tell people nowadays too. It, it, it is so easy to get the knowledge you you want. Yeah. Most of these universities, um, especially these big name universities, they have free classes online. Yeah. There's so many things. YouTube is an amazing resource used correctly. Oh, yeah. Wikipedia There's, is an amazing source used correctly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, Wikipedia is, for the most part, a pretty clean source now. They've really spent a lot of effort 
fact right, but what, most, what most people don't know is like um, Wikipedia. Okay, so anybody can go in and use it, right? And they can alter the definitions. It's harder now. I, I get it, but I'm, you know what I'm saying. Yes, like, yes. You know, anybody can go in there and, and fill in the definition. However, yes. look up any definition and go to the bottom. They have the resource. There's the resource. They have these scholarly articles to back yep. up what they're saying. Yep. Like, you yep. can go straight to the article at the bottom, mm -hmm. click on it, and read the article. Yeah, yeah. It's so much out there. That's a complete so legitimate resource for anything is the article that's attached to the yep. Wikipedia. Like, I mean, even, you know, um, I don't know about an Apple, but I, I know on Android and stuff and Google Books and stuff and, um, and, and uh, Google Music and stuff, there's a lot of free open source books, audio yeah, books. Podcasts, audio stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's mm -hmm. so much. If you want the knowledge, it's easy to get. I, I never really went to college for like a year, year and a half. I really didn't learn shit. I didn't pass any of the classes. But I like to say I, I probably have a PhD in all the things I've learned and done. I spend a lot of my right my time during the week. I dedicate time to, to reading, to, to courses. I spend tons of money every year on, on courses and trainings and things because I'm curious about things and I want to learn things. You know, there's, there's zero excuses nowadays you know, to not learn a skill. Uh, yeah, and, and that's just kind of, you know, my point getting back to the youth out there is like, okay, so school is not for you. You found out you failed at it. Yeah. Right. That's a, that's amazing. It's a plus. Yeah. Good thing. What are you doing next? Yeah. You know, like, How long are you going to sit there and wallow in that nonsense? You know, it's just like, you're just going to sit around, um, you know, but then again, I did that too. I mean, I was out there um, doing my own thing for a while. Like yeah. it wasn't until, I don't know, like mid twenties or so when I actually decided to start going full into something, you know what I mean? But yeah, I say, yeah, I mean, you, 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 you know, my story, you know, but yeah, exactly. You know, we spent a lot of our early mid twenties learning and doing and failing and fucking off. And yeah. I, and I guess it's just, it's just hard to watch. I mean, for me, it's, it's yeah. all right. Cause I had a lot of fun back in my, yeah, day. I don't, I don't I don't, I don't regret it. It's fun. It builds character It's part of who I am. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I just, when, when I see people that can do more with, with what they have. Right. Just, uh, to me, it's a little bit heart taking, but, but then again, I don't know, maybe that's something I got to learn. It's just like, it's okay. It's not their time. Right. They, they'll figure it out eventually. Um, I want it to happen faster for them, but in the same time, it might not. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes I think that too. I'm like, you know, when I was 20, would I have listened to this dumb fuck 30-something-year-old? Ah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. You know? Yeah. And that's, uh, that's one other thing. I guess that's another failure that I had. I remember like a while back, I was saying I was like interviewing millennials or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, like it's kind of... Uh, no, I just... I don't know. Hopefully, maybe that led to you starting the show. I have no idea. But um, uh, whatever. It, it, it added to what I was already thinking about, yeah. But um, yeah, and that's just there's just one point like after college, like I was just like, you know, I was around so many young people in college, like, yeah. and I just I was like, what is with you? Why don't you figure it out? Like, why? I was like, it's right here, right, right here in front of you, and you can't see it. Like, it was yeah. just like, so I just went around just asking them questions. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna do this interview. I just I don't necessarily need your name. I'm just gonna take your answers down. Like, all the yeah. questions are the same. I'm gonna ask everybody the same question. 
Um, and I lost, I lost wind with it because I thought, you know, I was out there trying to, um, I guess, find the answers. Uh, mm -hmm. For our generation, again, we grew up with only two media sources. Yeah. So if you asked a lot of our generation these questions, they would have similar answers, you know? And like, mm -hmm. I thought that's what was going to happen with the millennials is that they were going to have a lot of similar answers, but I found out that they had a lot of different answers. It's kind of crazy. What are some of the things you were asking them? What kind of answers you got back? Oh, crap, dude. I, just, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I think I was asking them more about, like, kind of self, self-reliant things. I guess mm -hmm. I can add to my research here. Here's some of the questions. I don't have all of them on my phone. That's fine. But um, I think I was asking them, uh, shit, here we go. Sorry, I got to, like, look for this. No, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I mean, to put you on the spot here, I just... No, I don't hey, care. We're doing the right thing for bringing it up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Dang, where are my questions? So basically, I guess I just have the answers here because that's all I was doing. <laughs> Where's my damn questions? Um, I guess talking about communication skills, um, mm -hmm. asking them, you know, have you ever um, had to communicate things? Dang, what else did I have on here? Um, you know, express, because, you know, I found a lot of millennials out there just avoiding questions and saying, I don't know. Like, that's mm -hmm. like the number one answer to a lot of the questions I was asking, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. that's, that's generally, dude, I wish I had the questions on here. I. Is it more like a, I don't know, because I don't give a shit kind of thing, or I never you know, put into this? Yeah, it was, but there were, the answers were so far out. Like, some of them didn't know because they never really thought about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think one of the questions was, like, has anyone ever forced you to have an answer other than I don't know? Mm. And a lot of them said no. Yeah. But they've never, you know, they've always, you know, I'm not going to say scapegoat or whatever, but you know, they could always just throw that answer there. Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like when the military it's came It's okay, out, Janet. Oh, you know, um, you know, but they just never really been past that point. Um, other things I asked about, like, have you ever had a purpose in your life greater than yourself? And mm. like, a lot of them, they haven't. It's just kind of ironic. But, um, I mean, I, I can relate to that. I mean, up until maybe the past three, four years, I've, Everything I did was all for myself. You know what I mean? Right. And, I, you know, I, I still think in the back of my mind, it's all coming back to you for, for that. But, yeah. you know, there's times when you actually get out there and give. Like, for me, that transaction from hell, I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to help a lot of people by just taking a pay cut. Mm -hmm. To me, that's greater than me demanding that I get paid for what it is. So we're just calling right. it. You know, um, that person sold their house, the first, you know, the banks got money, the attorneys got money, mm -hmm. you know, the buyer got a new house, you know, whatever. And that's just, that's greater than me. And, yeah. and I'll take that. Okay. I think I found some of them here. Okay. So, um, purpose, um, a lot of them either had different purposes or didn't really have much, mm -hmm. um, structure. Like, have you ever had structure in your life? Like as far as doing this from here to there. From, from parents or from the community or from... Just in general. It was just, you know, these weren't specific questions. Um, these are just things. Um, things about earning respect. Have you ever had to earn respect instead of it automatically being given to you? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, like, yeah, like I had some... What were some of the answers to those? 
I I don't really want to give away answers because people might be listening. I think for me, um, I found out that a lot of the millennials have different kinds of answers. I mean, of course, there were common ones. Um, but for me, it wasn't, I found out after asking so many millennials, it wasn't about the answers, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird. Um, the ones that actually, you know, the answers that I had, I tried to formulate all the answers and be like, okay, these are the most common answers. So this mm-hmm. is, you know, if I can answer this question for millennials, I'm going to get feedback and I'm going to get change. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not what ended up happening. What I found out even more so was that the millennials that actually engaged the question, mm-hmm. they actually sat down and thought about the question and engaged the question. I found more progress in those individuals than I did trying to put all the answers together and tackle that answer. It's kind of strange. So, you, so you're saying that you had a, the, the impact was greater when you were trying to help them come to an answer versus trying to find a data set? Is that what you're... Right. So my original goal was let's find a data set. Let's get common answers from millennials and let's answer them for them. And then let's come up with a solution for those. And let's come up with a solution for that. And I found that that wasn't working. Mm. And that's, you know, and then from there I found out, well, the individuals that actually did work, like what, what happened, what changed? And I was like, it was the ones that actually sat down and thought about the questions. And from there, the ones that actually sat down and thought about the questions that did something Hmm. that turned something on in their brain that affected change. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 You got to sit around and say, Oh, have you ever had purpose? Like, no. And then you start to think like, Oh, what is my purpose? And, and then you start an answer. Something like like that. You know what I mean? Like, have I ever had to earn respect from somebody? No. Wait, have I? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, why haven't I, you know? Well, yeah, and then, like, like those, those kinds of things that are out there, like, that affected a lot more change other than, you know what I mean? It's like, um, you know, have you, you know, I know I get it. You're trying to earn the respect of your parents, and mm-hmm. from there, go on, blah, 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 A, B, B, B. Like, that, that just doesn't, that just had no effect versus the ones that actually sat down and, like, you know, have I actually had to earn respect from somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, for those individuals, it made a difference which is kind of interesting. That it's is interesting. About, it's not about the answers. Right. It's actually about the question. It's the process of internalizing in yourself to get the answer. Um, not, you know, and in fact, again, it's not the answer. Right. The it's, an act of, it's an act of answering the question. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's, and and I guess we can go into the college story for me because that actually kind of yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So how, how did you go from from having um, from what you had talked about a seemingly successful real estate career um, with yeah. those aspirations and goals? How did that swing back right. into going to college at thirty? So just so we can like stop going off on these tangents. But anyway, the millennial thing. Um, you know, I went so far, and then once I found out that it was like. The questions then I was like kind of that kind of died out for me I might get back into that but again another to me I think it was another failure um, I might be on to something uh, again taking back just that one point where it's more about the questions mm-hmm. um, but yeah to answer your um, question I, I got into the real estate thing and um, from there it kind of I got successful at it but um, 
I found out that to be, for me to be successful at it, I was putting in a lot of work. Mm -hmm. I was putting in 10, 16 hour days, six, seven days a week. I'm pretty sure you remember me in those days. Oh yeah, like, we'll be doing something. We'll write some stuff for dinner. Like that's it, dude. All right, dinner. All right, I'll see you guys later. I got, I got crap to do. Like that's just. I just called. I got to roll. I, I like, I, I like disappeared like off the face of the earth yeah. kind of stuff. Like, um, and I was gone like all the time. And even when I was at home or just relaxing, you know, it would be like this. Oh yeah, what's up, Tice? Yeah, hold yeah. on. Okay, okay. So I answered that. Um, but yeah, but anyway, oh, hold on, dude. One more. Hold on. Yeah. Like that. That was my. That was my off time. Mm -hmm. and, um. I. I don't know. It. It was okay for a while. Again. Um. Going through the motions and stuff like that, but I just found myself not. I don't know how to say, I guess the best thing is like Gary Vee. I wasn't enjoying the grind. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong for all the, the people out there that I helped, um, for all of my past clients. I love you dearly. If you need anything from me, please let me know. Um, I'll definitely be able to get in touch with you and help you out with whatever you need. Um, great. Awesome. Thank you so much. But as far as the grind things, like, um, again, getting back to all the failures that we did in the past, the marketing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember, I used to cut postcards. These are yes. Postcards. I used to cut yes. postcards. We used to have big table in here. I still have these postcard stamps because, like, that's just, at one point, I outsourced them because it was just a better efficiency of time. Yeah. But I still have the stamps. I'm still trying to get rid of these things. Good Lord. But, <laughs> you know. But that, um, and then it comes on to other types of, you know, networking, like you got to like forever networking and every, every party that I went to or everything, it was like, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go, you know, we're going to go to a Super Bowl party, whatever. And then all of a sudden the conversation, we just switched to something about real estate and it's like, all right. oh, that work, like, great. Like yeah. I came here to watch the Super Bowl yeah. Yeah. party. Now, you know, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to go to this guy's house after this. <laughs> Yeah. We're gonna yeah, take a look at his property. Like, yeah. how did that happen? Like, you know. Yeah, I remember um, people saying, like, oh, you know, think about buying a house. Oh yeah, the ransom's right over here. Go see ransom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like, thanks, guys. Like, you know, I mean, like you just it's always there. Um, yeah. and that part of it, I just I don't know. I just didn't appreciate the grind at the time I was in it. And I looked down the road and I said, Okay, can I do this for the rest of my life? Yeah. There's no doubt. I definitely can. So, but is there a better way? Is there uh, a better way that I can could do this? Maybe work forty hours a week, um, or like I do now, make just maybe fifty-two hours a week. Right. Okay. Not sixty, not eighty hours a week. Um, yeah. And I said, you know what? I think it's worth a shot. And that's kind of when I sat down and did some soul searching. Mm -hmm. Again, going back to the questions. Um, you know, I started asking myself those hard questions, like, what is it that I want to do? What is it, you know, out of all these failures that I've had in the past, what are the things I like about it? You know, what, you know, what can I take away? What, nah, I forget. I mean, I remember asking, I think I remember asking all of you guys, like, hey, guys, I got yeah. this idea. I'm going to go, I'm going to go out there and be this uh, computer geek tech guy and like sit behind a desk and like crunch numbers. And then like... A lot of my friends are like, what are you talking about, Ransom? You can never do that. That's like, not your, yeah, that's not you. Yeah. They're like, what? I was like, dude, I, I do that all the time. They're like, no, think about it. And I was like, what? What do you mean think about it? It's like, 
you have to be in contact with people. I was like, that's what you do. You, you talk to people. You need to talk to people. I was like, what? Shut up. I don't need to do that. And then like, but that's the other thing. You know, it's like I answered all my questions. Um, then from there, I went outside to mm-hmm. see if those answers were. And a lot of my people said no. I was like, okay. So I need, I need to be in contact with people. I was like, okay, let's rethink this. So I went back to the drawing board and that's where I came up with the whole healthcare theme. And um, yeah, it was a pretty enlightening process um, anyway. But uh, so that's where, I, that's where I, I got it. I was like, okay, I need to be in contact with people. I need to help people um, because those are the main reasons why I did the grind of real estate was for those specific reasons in general. Right. So... And that's the thing too, like, that's what I kind of like about this story and about what you did. A lot of people would have just stayed as a realtor. Yeah. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I might go back. I might go back. Right. But going back, I mean, you know, that, that always the option there, but to go right. walk away to begin with, that's hard. A lot of people just spend the rest of their life complaining about, I got stuck in this job and I can't quit because I have kids and a mortgage and this and I don't know how maybe this happens maybe I'll fail or maybe you know right but at the same time you know it's not like I failed at real estate like, right I was successful like um, oh, absolutely yeah I was very it's successful like, yeah, I was real to the year one of the years like I you know yeah I, I you know but I think that part gave me options mm-hmm. um, because you know I spent a lot of time building and networking Mm-hmm. you know the my network so when i was going to school i could do real estate right you know because i had already built it you know what i'm saying yeah you spent all those years cultivating that network and those relationships and right and that's again that's part of the grind that i just never like you're always like filling the pipe it's like okay hey, we got something in the pipe okay this is going to come down this is going to bear fruit okay mm-hmm. what are we putting in here and it's like you just got to keep filling that pipe with yeah. with whatever and um and it's just a constant battle fill the pipe okay make it go all the way through the end make it come out the other side okay start filling the pipe and then pretty soon you're like as things are coming out you're putting stuff in as they're coming like i don't know um it's a lot of work uh, for yeah. those out there that want to do um don't get discouraged um and even if you fail take away the things that you learn yeah. um, going through on that process but um, so yeah, to answer that question, I think I had a way out because my pipe was so filled mm-hmm. that um, all I had to do was take what was here and just run with it. And mm-hmm. that income allowed me to go to school. Not very many people have that opportunity. You yeah. know, if you're stuck in your nine to five, um, what you put in, you get out. Yeah. So if you're not there nine to five, there is no income. You're right. There's no checks. Yeah. You know, and I've been there too in 2008 when I had to do the switch. Like, mm-hmm. I think I sold one house that year. Yeah. And that's just not a place to be. Um, people can't do that when you have everything else, when reality hits in. It's like you need money coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I mean, you can go live out of your car. I, just, I, I don't yeah. know. But yeah. Uh, or, or, you know, on the other, the, or on the other side of that, you could have just stayed. Uh, I'm I could. Comfortable. Like I'm in the flow now. Like, oh, I don't know about changing. Oh, that's gonna be hard. Right, but again, this comes back to all the failures that we had before. You know what I mean? It's like, so I'm gonna go start something new. It's like, 
Okay. I've done that a million times. It's nothing new to me. Like, you know, and it's just like, we had that mindset built in from when we were younger time at time. Like this one didn't work. This one didn't work. This one, uh, it's okay. But you know what? I want to try something new and we're going to go on to the next thing. So like that in itself, I think builds character too. Yeah. You know, to tell you on that. So, you know, I had an opportunity because my pipe was so full and I said, you know what, let's give this a try and let's, let's go to school. And, um, segueing into that, um, I, I had income coming in. I had to pick up a part-time job, which is okay. And then from there, for whatever, those covered the regular bills and then whatever my pipeline is for, for real estate was able to support me financially when I went through school. Um, but getting back to the questions thing, sorry it took me so long to segue into this, is um, I actually had the opportunity to have one of the toughest professors on class and on, on campus. And um, that was kind of his thing. Like there was no, um, I don't want to say, there was no like, here are the questions, here's the answers to the questions kind of thing. He basically said, okay, here's your study guide. And the study guide was things that, you needed to understand and they were kind of just blanket questions out there they weren't very specific they were very vague as to some of the things he would ask and like you'd have to read like this whole section and kind of like pick out things and actually think about you know that made you like okay so now i understand what this item is but what is he really asking me so you actually it's the question behind the question yeah exactly so part of that process is you had to figure out what the topic was and then reread the question. And after you figure out what the topic was, when you reread the question, you had to go back to him and say, okay, um, what your question doesn't make sense. And he's like, good. So, mm-hmm. and you know, and he's like, what did you come up with? And then he's like, I came up with this, this, and this. And then from there, then he could talk to you and tell you, okay, I see where you're going with that. But what I'm really trying to ask you on this question is just the last part. And you kind of explained a little bit. Let me go into detail about how I want you to answer it on the test. Mm. And like, it was, it was that process. Um, Again, getting back to the whole millennials thing, another failure that I had, but it's understanding the question is what gets a lot of people to where they're at. Sorry, I keep coming back to that. No, 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 it's fine. I think there's good, there's, there's some good data and lessons in that experiment you ran. Yeah. Oh, Even though yeah. it's a small sample size and whatever, there, there, I think there's something there. And, and I think it, it goes beyond just millennials. It, it, you know, it might be a human thing. I noticed um, in things I've done with clients and stuff, when you're clear about a goal or, or whatever you're striving for, things get easier. But yeah. to sit down, the hard part is, is sitting down and, 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 and digging within yourself and saying, what the fuck am I doing? What do I want to do? What do I want to be doing? Right. And I think I went through a lot of that process when I actually decided to go back to school. Right. Is I, I actually sat down and I remember talking to all my friends. I've probably talked to you. You probably yeah, we spent that. many a like, nights talking for hours about, you know, bouncing things off of each other. Right. I remember you didn't want me to quit either. You're like, you know, yeah. right? you know, you're doing good at this real estate thing. Yeah. You you were that voice. Don't, yeah, don't sit here, like Mr. <laughs> Show over here. You were that guy. That's him. No, I good. Why, why don't you just stay in real estate? I was like, no, no, yeah. not going to do it. But anyway. But I got to, I mean, to me, I had to, you know, I, I have challenged what you're thinking and doing. Right. Is, is this the right thing you're doing? Like, right. 
why are you going away? You're doing good. You're doing successful. You have seemingly, you can make your own schedule. Did you want it? It seems from, you know, outside looking in. Right, right. Like a good gig. You know? Um, it, 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 it was an okay gig. Right. Um, but it you know, wasn't I mean, what you wanted or expected or whatever it be. Uh, it, it, it's definitely not what I expected it would be. Um, you know, I went in there thinking, oh, this is going to be easy. This is, you know, and it just ended up being something that I was like, wow. I mean, I love helping people, but this is, this is crazy. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, and I think at the, I think from, you know, my mentor told me that in such a small time I had learned so much. Like he saw me grow from like this little sprout to like this huge tree in such a short time. Like yeah. I just, I was kind of burnt out, I think. Yeah, I think. yeah, and that, um, and and I remember too. I mean, you, you, how your writing had changed, and 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 your language had changed, and the way you spoke and stuff, and you oh, know, all of things. Yeah, all I mean, things. that's just all things that come come with everything. I mean, you you have to just kind of you have to evolve. There's you know, if you're not evolving, then right. then t- you know. I take that back. If you're at your nine to five job and you're not evolving, um, you can make it. Cause I see people do it all the time. You know what I mean? It's like they do their job so efficiently that on their, I'm going to call it net time, but on their downtime, on their net time, you know, they're, they're doing their job like this. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let me put you. All right. You're welcome. And yeah. Like, you know, yeah. but anyway, um, so yeah, but getting back to the whole thing of, you know, finding out the purpose, you're right. Because when I was going through all of that, um, yeah, it took me a long time to get focused. Um, I had to go to the drawing board many times. Mm-hmm. I wrote down a whole list of things I was good at, things I wanted to do, um, you know, just anything above the sun. And after I came up with answers, I went back to all my friends and family and said, look, do you see me doing this? Is mm-hmm. this that, you know, am I, am I too far off from reality by doing this? And at first you guys were like, yeah, you are like, that's not going right. to be easy. I was like, okay. Back to the drawing board. And like, it took me a long time to get focused on what that was. But once I had it, you're right. Like school became easy. When I tried school fresh out of high school, <laughs> yeah. I caught horror bad. Oh yeah. I still have the W's. I went back. I was like, dude, seriously? <laughs> like, 15 <laughs> years later, I still have W's on this thing? Like, yeah. that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> but, uh, you know, because I withdrew back then. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, you're right. Um, school became easy. It was now just a task. Mm-hmm. You know, versus when I was younger, I was like, oh, what do I got to do? I got to do this? Yeah. Wow. Like, when I went back, I was like, this is, you're telling me this piece of paper right here. You're telling me I, I do this list here and I get an A in your class. Yeah. Not a problem. When do I start? It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? And it yeah. was, it was laser focused. It was like, I went there for a purpose. Um, and not only did I go there to get an A and I think that's kind of where the whole transition from being the entrepreneur side of me took over was I immediately took things from classes that I was going to use at my new job, which I don't really think, a lot of people do when they're going to school. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm gonna to go to school to be in healthcare and then that's it. They they do the minimum, right? They get right. by and then- right. I'll never need this again. Why am I doing it? Why am I, do- exactly. But for me, I was like, 
hey, I'm, I'm taking an English class. Maybe I should learn how to write reports because I'm going to be doing a lot of documentation in the hospital. You know what I mean? And so I took those with me and I got better at them. I knew I could use them in my new job. Well, even so, that, you use it in your life and you're able to communicate better with people. And Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I was like, here I was in real estate and I was like, man, I've been using it wrong this whole time. Like, seriously? Like, <laughs> like there's a lot of contracts I need to go back and like fix that because yeah, like, grammatically, they were horribly done. But again, at the time, you know, I did the best that I could with what I had, but now I know better. Um, same thing, but when taking like microbiology, it's like, hey, we're learning how organisms survive and how they die. I was like, this might be important as to what's happening, what's going on, anatomy. It's like, we're learning all the systems and how they interact with one another. It's like, this might be important for me to know when I actually get to my job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I took it from that perspective. So I think that kind of made me excel a little bit more in school is because I was not only learning it to get, you know, past or get into a program or get past the program, but mm -hmm. I actually took it one step further as to how I'm actually going to use this in the real world. So it was, it was really different when I went back to school. Yeah. And that's what, like, um, I, I hear a lot from, um, <clears throat> my daughter, she's in, you know, freshman in high school and it's like, she's like, Oh, you know, you get that even, even in junior high, like, when am I ever going to use this? And I'm like, you're, you're missing the point. And I said, I, you're going to hear this a lot, you know, as you go through and from other kids, you're not in school necessarily to learn that subject matter, but you've got to take this as, as you're, you're learning how to learn. You're learning how to, to take a problem, take a situation and then solving it or finding the information. Like, That's what you got. Yes. Maybe you're not going to need trigonometry, but if you can ha find that skill, <clears throat> To, to solve that problem, to find the resources, that's what you're really learning there. And that's what you should be taking away from that. Yeah. And I, and I, I can definitely see that because I had that in school too. Yeah. It's like, you know, um, not only did you have to follow the syllabus, check yeah, it, right, right. but you know, um, you had to focus on your audience. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like when you sit down and take a test, you're reading the question, mm -hmm. but, you're not looking for the answer to the question, which is kind of weird. I like, I like how this show went from failure to questions, but it's, it's um, all it's all related. <laughs> but it's like you're not looking for the answer to the question. Mm -hmm. You're looking for how the person that wrote the test would answer the question. Mm -hmm. It's kind of it's kind of an interesting thought if you think yeah. about it. What are they looking for from you? It's not how you would answer the question. It's not the right answer. It's mm -hmm how does the teacher want me to answer this question? You know, it's, it's, it's a different ball game. It's a completely different ball game. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, how, how can we translate that into, into the real world? Into the real world? Yeah. There's many ways you can go with that. Uh, for example, I just saw one the other day, your boss asked you to do something. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know how to do this task. Yeah. You've done it a million times. Right. Why is he asking you what this is about? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like a test or what, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? And it's like, you know the answer, mm. but it's not the question, right? Mm -hmm. so who's asking the question? Why are they asking the question? Why do they present this information to you in yeah. such a way? 
you know, when it seems like you should know. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know this, and you know I know this. What is this about? Right. And that's everyday life. Your boss is going to ask you, how do you do this? Pretty sure you know how to do that task. Yeah. If you don't, you should. You might want to just look that up, right? But if you do know how to task, and the boss asks you this question more than once, then you kind of have to figure out what's going on. What's the nuance behind it? The answer to that question that they just asked you, or is it a pattern? Does your boss have a pattern of doing this when they want you to do something else? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my dad did a lot of that. He was like, I expect you to know what I'm getting after and what I want you to do. I'm like, well, why don't you just say that? He's like, but you, you need to learn that nuance of what I'm looking for. Right. When I was younger. I was like, that's fucking stupid. Like, yeah. just tell me. I've had, okay. I've had many, I've okay. had many girlfriends that do that to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. It's yes. Like, yes. Yes. You know? Um, but it's not the answer again. It's the question. It's who's asking the question. Why are they presenting this to you in such a manner and form? And then you figure it out. And like you can use that every day. Like I said, we just use two examples. Your boss does it to you. Your parents do it to you. Your spouse does it to you. I'm sure your kids will start doing it to you too. And I'm pretty sure you'll pick up on it. You know what I mean? Sure they already do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's just something that can that that happens in life is like um and in fact for me I've noticed people are usually complicated. People are almost always complicated. But patterns patterns are recognizable. Mm-hmm. Patterns come in all shapes and forms and many people use many of the same patterns over yeah. and over and over again. And in all of our behaviorals, habitual subconscious behavior, we don't even recognize yeah and it, it takes a while for somebody to become aware of that and what's, yeah. what's going on with it and when you're aware of somebody you're like, oh, here, I, I know i know what they're doing they, they do this all the time it's their habitual behavior and you can start to yeah exactly that. you know what i mean and it's like yeah case the point the other day is like you know the boss is not really saying that mm-hmm. like you know i mean like how many times does he tell you that like it's like you understand what he's trying to do right like yeah. yeah so anyway um but yeah it's, again, it's not always necessarily the answer to the question. Yeah. You gotta think about the question itself. Right. Failures and questions, man. This is what we this will be on today. <laughs> but you know, they they go hand in hand. You know, you've got to you've got to you gotta ask those questions. I mean, when when you're winning and when, especially when you're losing. Why did yeah. this go right? How did this go right? How did it not go wrong? This is true. And then on the converse, when you're losing, oh, that sucked. That was stupid. Whatever it be, that didn't work. That plan was mis, you know, uh, you know, not well thought out. Whatever it was, you've got to ask those questions too. Like, what went wrong? How? What's the after action review of this? Like, how can we get better? How can this not happen again? What did we learn? What was right? What was wrong? Can we adjust and move? Yeah, and and at the same note, you know, you don't always have to take it to that level. Like, right. Like I said, when we failed early on, like subconsciously seeing, you know, just seeing, sometimes people miss it the first yeah. Oh, yeah. thousand times, you yeah. know, it's like how many program after program that we go to and you know what I mean? Like eventually we figured it out. Yes. Not yeah. everybody gets that on the first try. Not everybody gets it on the hundredth try. Like it, sometimes it just takes a broken record to, to pick it up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and that's why I kind of want to do this episode. Like, it doesn't feel like people talk about it as much as we should. And, you know, maybe when we were younger, somebody said to us, hey, jackass, fall down seven times, get up eight. It's a really simple formula. Yeah, but like nowadays, you know, because I've studied millennials a little bit, I say a lot, but, you know, just a little bit in the past year, yeah. um, you know, uh, we're, we're in that age where I don't know if it's the whole online identity thing mm-hmm. or whatever, but like they like to be infallible. Like, right. you know, nobody likes it when you call them out on shit. Oh, yeah. Like. I yeah, just got even into if, somebody the other day and they didn't like when I put them on their shit. Even if you're right and they know you're right, you every like you're talking to somebody, you know, you, we know what's going on, mm-hmm. and you call them out on it. They're not going to admit it. No, no, not at all. It just it just doesn't feel good. Nobody's going to sit yeah. there and admit that what they did was wrong. Yeah. Know? And at the same time, nobody's going to, you know, sit there at, on point and just. And, and eat that in a positive way. Mm-hmm. It's just for millennials, they like to kind of have that hidden agenda mm-hmm. where like, you know, they know that they're wrong, but they don't necessarily have to admit it. Yeah. And, and, so, and I, I think sometimes I guess I'm into trouble because you know, then you don't, there's no blame. There's no fault. There's no right. consequence. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole nother thing that through the answers that I've gotten, like that's, those are all common things. Yeah. And that's just like, like working out. I mean, you got to develop that skill that, you know, self-awareness and the, you know, the ability to say, you know, I'm wrong or maybe I'm, I'm not right in this situation or I fucked up, you know, take ownership of that. And those are skills you got to learn and you got to develop. And it's, like I said, it's like, like going to the gym, you know what I mean? You're not just going to get on, you know, in the gym and just start hitting you know hundred pound curls all day long. Right, but, Again, going back to the whole thing is that like some people can't even accept that. Yeah. You know, and for me, outside looking in, I just, I just want to slap them in the face and be like, wake up. Because yes, God, I do all the time. You're, but you're taking the long road. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to what we went through, we went through the long road too, man. Yeah. And that's just sometimes I'm learning over and I think that's kind of why I died out with the whole millennial questionnaire thing is just uh, maybe I got defeated. Um, it's just, I know that they're not going to learn it as fast as I want them to. Right. And you go in and your hypothesis is not being validated. You're like, okay, what am I doing here? I'm spinning my wheels and you get defeated a little bit, but. Yeah, but it's just, it's just part of the human development It's part of the psyche It's part of the social realm. Yeah. Like you don't just pick these things up yeah. and and get running. You have to yeah. hit the wall over and over and over and over. And it's painful yeah. to watch. Believe me, it's painful to watch. Yep. And, and especially, you know, being, you know, under 28 years old, your brain isn't fully formed. And, you know, if you're, if you're a teenager, you, you don't have any concept of consequences and things. It's just not in your brain's chemistry to, to be able to contemplate. Right. I mean, for, for children like us, consequences got put in pretty early, um, yeah. you know, back when you used to be able to beat your kid, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, you, you can't anymore? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I man. didn't get this email. You might be watching, man. You better. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, part out later. But uh, <laughs> anyway. But, um, I, my kids are good. I don't really have But that. you know what I'm saying, though? It's like, um, you know, we learned that early on, that like, yeah. consequences come quick and uh you know i guess we learn to deal with it you know nowadays it's not 
I guess it's not as as common. Um, it's not. But, and I know parents they jump in. It's like why why isn't Timmy getting an A? Yeah. This and what are you doing about it? No 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 no. You're the teacher. He needs to say it's your fault. Yeah. Right. This is uh, not how it I'm, I'm not gonna get into that, but I mean, as far as but I think human, that's some of the problem. But I think as far as like human evolution and cycles, yeah. I think what led us here as uh, as a race of human beings is we had an era before then where punishment and consequences came rather quickly and harshly. Yeah. And um, that was not favored. Right. So now when, you know, the baby boomers have a chance to rekindle and start population over again, they try to remove that element, right? And I think that's going to happen again, maybe, you know, generations down the line. I'm not Nostradamus, but when the millennials grow up and start having grandkids and they have the choice to choose what their grandkids are going to do, I'm pretty sure they're going to start inflicting consequences because they're going to realize that it took them a long time to learn about consequence because no one ever showed it to them at a young age. Right. And that's part of human evolution. I think that's going to come full cycle, full circle. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, all things balance out. Yeah. I've, I've seen um, that movement sort of starting now. Right. Where they're mm-hmm. coming back and saying, all these trophies ha- is not a good idea. We need to stop this. Yeah. And, and, I, and I, it will. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. But. I, I was it Australia or, or, or some some states here um, they're repealing some of these laws where um, it's called helicopter parenting and and I didn't even know this until I heard about them repealing the laws that it was illegal as a crime to let your kids go to the park by themselves this 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 um, this parents in Florida um, are or were facing jail time because their child is playing in their own backyard for an hour by themselves as a crime it was child neglect <laughs> but that's how these laws had evolved and these things had evolved in this helicopter parenting they're calling it where you're constantly hovering over your child to protect them and stuff like that but now we're finding out that this this wasn't a good idea we can't give everybody trophies and expect everybody to come out winners uh, i've seen a little bit of that reversing itself kind of like you're saying it's gonna the market always corrects itself you know what i mean everybody eventually eventually yeah. And I think that's uh, that's just the cycle that we're in now. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, we just have to um, watch people go through it. Um, and that's okay. There's, there's, you know, again, th- this is all, show is all about failures and what doesn't happen when we want it to happen at the time we want it to happen. And, um, you know, we, we go from there. We, there's nothing we can do. The past is the past. It is what it is. It is what it is now. We just we move forward, you know? We got to embrace that. Like, fail. It's I don't good. know about that word embrace, but, uh, you know, um, I definitely think that uh, we should know that it's there and be yeah. aware. And, it's, and, it's, and it's, if it happens, it's okay. It's uh, Again, I'm, I'm not saying that we should embrace it. Um, I disagree. I think, I think we should, I think we should, I think we spend a lot of time, you know, shying away from it and not. Okay. I mean, I like, I like facing it. I like knowing that it's there. Um, Me embrace just seems like you're, you're helicopter parenting right now, man. I just, I just, I, I guess I see a lot of, you know, people and things, you know, shying away from failure. Don't fail. You, you gotta, 
get the right answer. You got to do the right things and, you know, don't, don't dwell on it. Don't, you know, just move forward, whatever it be. And it's like, no, there's, it's okay. You, 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 you fucked up. Okay. That's it. Move on. Get yeah. up. You're fine. Yeah. You're and okay. you know, and uh, that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, that's kind of why I wanted to come on and do this show. Yeah. I mean, even for me going back to school, um, I, I did well with it. I'm in the healthcare field and I think I'm happy there. I win. Um, but, you know, there may come a day when I look back and be like, hey, you know what? Maybe this healthcare thing isn't for me and I'm going to have to start something new. Either go back to real estate or, or do something new, um, whatever that is. But now you be. have those skills to do that and then be confident, like, I've done this. This is going to be another time I'm doing this. Boom. Again, here we go. Let's go. Yeah, definitely. And that's, um, and that's all part of it. You know, it's just kind of you have to take what you got and uh take your cracks and i know in today's society people don't like to admit a lot of things but maybe yeah. not admit it publicly but when you mm-hmm. get home and you recollect and think about the question yeah um, you know definitely sit down and put some time and thought behind it and yeah, uh, yeah spend time journaling about it um meditating yeah. and these things they're i i think amazing tools yeah. I've got tons of journals. I'm like looking at them. Now. It's like yeah. I have four or five composition books full. I've got them right here. You know, I got. I always got I my notepads. You know, with the yeah. things on them, and you know, I tons of. I got tons of stuff always around and on my phones, and you know, coming up with thoughts and things and trying to work through things, and you know, it's always yeah. there. And I, you know, I think, I think it's something we need to to embrace more. Right. I never yeah. understood the importance. I thought that was some woo stupid ass shit. Like suck it up man and get forward. Again, it's you know, that's that came from before our time. We yeah. were we were we were there, um, in the midst of it and we survived, so I don't yeah. see why things need to change. But I drink out of the water hose, I'm just fine. <laughs> I played in the backyard. I've, I could I've played just- in a lot of people's backyards for more than an hour without my parents knowing where I was at. But uh, we were gone from sun up to sundown without our parents knowing where we were. Yeah, there was no choice. <laughs> they it couldn't. Is. They couldn't ping our GPS on our phones or nothing. Yeah, we didn't even have any of that. Like we went outside. Okay. Yeah, okay. it disappeared. <laughs> but uh, you know, things 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 come, things go. So. You know, I guess for for all of that, um, I know this thing was kind of trying to be about me, but I try to make it more about all the failures and things that we went through, right? Um, and how that you. into you know some of the some of the great things that happened to me. Um, real estate agent being one of them. Um, I did it. I did it well. Same thing with school. When I went back to school, I did it. I did it well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's just it's work in progress. Yeah. Um, it always is every day. It's trying to get a little bit better every day. And yeah, absolutely. And I guess I didn't want it to be about you. I wanted to just have a conversation around. Right. 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 Stories, share experiences. You've got yours. I've got mine. We've done a lot of them together. You know, and you've got your perspective on what we've done together. And I've got my perspective. <laughs> uh, that's definite. Okay. Well, um, from there, I guess, uh, that's, uh, I don't know. Um, we, yeah, I don't have anything else for you. I think we. I mean, I think this is a great, great conversation we had. I'm like, I really thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your stories. Yeah, no problem, man. Great thing. Uh, you know, and um, I, I definitely want to respect for your time. And this is, we've been on here for quite a while already. Yeah. 
I'd like to just kind of close this up. Um, I'd like to announce the winner of the last giveaway that we had the Mindset Starter Pack. Um, Cassandra, she's she's the winner. Uh, she's been contacted, and congratulations to her. Um, awesome. The new giveaway I'm going to do um, is going to be The Obstacle is the Way by uh, Ryan Holiday. I think that's really um, really a great book, really on kind of on topic we're talking about. You know, sometimes the obstacle is the path you need to take. And, you know, going that straightforward route, you know, to the bunker, maybe you're better off going up the mountain and coming back down, you know, understanding that. And, and it's been a great book. It's been really well-received in, in the NFL and a lot of um, professional sports. People understanding that, you know, the obstacles they do face are, are the way through and uh, on the path there. And uh, look out for that giveaway. It's going to be at uh, the social chameleon dot show slash pick me. Go ahead and enter that to go ahead and win that. That book there. Um, pick me. Pick me. Yeah, pick me. There you go. Uh, I'd like to um, get, give you guys some resources and different things to kind of um, dig deeper into this topic, maybe get a little more understanding, a little more self-awareness on your end. Um, there's a really great article by um, a guy I really, I really do admire and look up to, Mr. Um, Tim Ferriss. He's got this uh, TED Talk he did, an exercise he likes to do is called fear setting. Um, I'll, have, I'll have some links to that in, in, uh, um, in the show notes here. Um, if, in the meantime, if you want to <clears throat> look at that, it's Tim. If you just go ahead and search um, fear setting, Tim Ferriss will pop right up with his TED Talk and his blog post about how to kind of work through that. And it's, it's really it's really some really insightful stuff on that. Some books I like, I want to go ahead and recommend on this topic. Um, <clears throat> how to uh, Stop Worrying and Start Living, uh, Time Tested Message for Conquering Worry by Dale Carnegie. It's an old time book, but man, there's a lot of great knowledge in these old old books. Del Carnegie. Ah, that, I mean, it's a good book. Uh, one of my all-time favorites, too, um, Anti-Fragile, Things That Gain from Disorder by Nassim Talib. He's got some great books, um, Black Spot, Black Swan, Fooled by Randomness. Um, his newest book that I'm reading right now, um, Skin in the Game, all great books around these kind of ideas. Um, and then um, Napoleon Hill's book, uh, Outwitting the Devil, The Secret to Freedom and Success, is actually... He actually, um, if you're familiar with Napoleon Hill, when he came out, was thinking you're rich. He had wrote this after that, but um, during that time, he was in alive in the in the 50s and 60s, um, talking about the devil and these types of things. Uh, socially, wasn't acceptable, so he never released the book. And after his death, um, somebody found it, the completed manuscript, and they went ahead and published it. Um, it's a really interesting book. He's got he has a conversation basically um, with him and the devil, and they kind of talk back and forth and. It's like a kind of like a play in a way. Um, it's a really good book about um, kind of these types of topic things that we have. Uh, that, I said I'll, I'll link all those in, in the show notes for everything we have there. And then um, I'd like to end with um, a challenge. I'd like to issue you guys, everybody out there, a challenge. Um, I want you guys to think about and identify uh, your losses and your wins as well and, and celebrate them, you know. Especially the ones you, you never have celebrated, you know, the wins and the losses that you never you talk about. Or, I, didn't, I didn't celebrate, just FYI. <laughs> that's fine. You know, take, but take this opportunity to, to reflect back. And, 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 you know, and I bet, I bet you, you know, we, we, we took some time, we looked back on especially the things we lost and the later success that that led to. This failure led to my later success. And without it, who knows where my life would have went off. But and as your, as your wins, we, we, we sometimes we breeze through things 
we bruise through life and, and, and we don't take the time to say, man, fuck, I put in a lot of goddamn work and that worked out and, and I need to, you know, celebrate that. You know, whether it's with yourself or with your loved ones or whatever it be, I'm not saying throw a fucking party, but take the time to, to acknowledge that success and your losses, you know, and that's my challenge to you folks this week is think back and identify those losses and those wins and celebrate them if you haven't. Okay. Any, any final thoughts from you, my friend? Um, no, that's, uh, just remember, yeah, just following along with that, that, yeah, you, you're going to have to fail a bunch of times, unfortunately, but, um, eventually one day it's, it's not going to be a failure. Yeah. And that's the day that you got to look forward to every day until then. Don't think about it. Don't sweat it. Yep. It's just another day. Yep, exactly. And as I like to do, I like to end um, with a little reading from the Daily Stoic. I absolutely love this book. It's, um, if you guys are not, I know you're going to laugh, but if you're not, if you're not aware, it's um, Stoic philosophers, you know, back from the hundreds AD. Um, these guys, to me, I think these guys had a lot of this shit figured out. Yeah. Right underneath the Illuminati. But, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> the Illuminati came a little after these guys, I think, but. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. For today, April 12th, today's thing is reject tantalizing gifts. Atreus, who would reject the flood of fortune's gifts? Beatus, anyone who has experienced how easily they flow back. It's from Seneca's play, Theasis. Theasis is one of Seneca's darkest and most disturbing plays. If you don't know, Seneca was the um, was a senator back in the Roman Empire, a very wealthy, very powerful man. <clears throat> Even 2,000 years later, it remains a classic of the revenge genre. Without spoiling it, the quote above comes from the scene in which uh, Aretas is attempting to lure his hated brother, Theasis, into a cruel trap by offering him tempting and generous gifts. At first, Theasis declines to the complete bafflement of his enemy. We're typically surprised when someone turns down an expensive gift or a position of honor or success. General William T. Sherman empathetically rejected offers to run for president of the United States, saying at one point, I will not accept if nominated and I will not serve if elected. If his friend Ulysses S. Grant had made such a Sherman-esque statement, such as rejections are now known, Grant certainly would have preserved his own legacy from the this disorder, the distraught, the, well, <clears throat> uh, from the terrible turn of events he had suffered. Despite his initial misgivings, Theasis is ultimately tempted and persuaded to accept Fortune's gifts, which turned out to be a ruse hiding devastating tragedy. Not every opportunity is fought with danger. But the play was intended to remind us that our attraction toward what is new and shiny can lead us into serious trouble. And then the accompanying question from the Daily Stoic Journal, which accompanies this book, uh, for today's question, it's, what's the truth about so-called honors and riches? Right. I just think, you know, I, I, I like this, and it's interesting, um, kind of what I had wrote about, you know, um, you know, and the, the fame and the lack of privacy, you know, can really lead to trouble. You know, when you think, you, you know, a lot of people, you hear a lot of stories of people that become rich and famous and, or, you know, they get these different, um, awards and, you know, 
they, they lose all sense of, you know, privacy and their family, um, maybe in danger and stuff. And, um, and even unknown things that could, you know, we, we would never even contemplate until we, you know, we ever get that fame or, or whatever, and the riches and things. Something to think about. Nice. Anyway, it's been absolutely fun. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Um, as always, you guys can follow us all week long um, on uh, Win the War From Within on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, if you guys have any, any questions or you want to go ahead and get in touch with um, Ransom, go ahead and head over to uh, the social media show or win the war from within.com. Um, you can hit the contact and then um, we can, we can forward that all, all along to Ransom. Okay. Um, you know, and as always, all the links to everything we talk about here tonight can be found at um, the social media show. Yeah, folks have a great time and, and I really, really appreciate you guys' time. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Hey, one last thing before you guys leave. If you guys could like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. Leave a review. We really want to hear from everybody. And have a great week.